Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream live on YouTube. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Today, we are going inside the star with our guy, Patrick Nosey Walker. And we're going to talk about a lot of things happening down there. And a couple guys, we need to have some post-bye week awakenings. Yes, sir. After that, I'll touch on it. I got a handful of players. A handful of players that we need to talk about that need to have that awakening themselves. And we'll be kicking that off in a few minutes. We got to get to it because Pat will be here at the top of the hour all right before all that we'll hit the roundup and our guy b went off absolutely went off on i want to say the joneses but he kind of did and i want to hear a little bit from that and then we'll put some context to that as well because i know a lot of people don't like that already i see y'all in the chat i appreciate y'all in the chat if you do not know Shots out to Norbit. That's one of my favorite movies, man. Hilarious. But, man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of the birthday love. Uh, appreciate you, Brother L, for dropping the uh, the PayPal and, and the uh, Cash App, if you will. So if you guys, you know, are, are want to be generous, please do it there today. Um, that will be great. So I, I don't ever, ever ask for that. But I know people like to do that on birthdays. So if you want to do that, you can. I'll drop it periodically throughout the uh Throughout the show, but we're here today to talk about Cowboys football, and that's what we're going to do. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My bad, y'all. What's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad. I know, I know, it's my birthday or whatever, but it's about y'all. When I when I turn on that camera, hit that record button, hit that stream button, it's about Cowboys Nation to make sure we deliver the goods. I deliver the goods to you guys. Yes, yes, it, yes, it. They are because they should be directed towards the other part of it. You know. So if you are feeling that type of generous, you can do that via Cash App and PayPal. With that said, let's go ahead and get into this roundup, and we'll wrap to Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com coming out of it. But y'all got to hear what Brian had to say. Hilarious. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! 
It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you, Cowboys Nation. It's been a while, a very, very long time since the Cowboys have had this clean of an injury report. A very, very long time. The only player listed on the injury report uh, heading into this game so far, we're we're on Wednesday, never know what's going to happen, is Juan Ye Thomas. And if you guys remember, he missed the Chargers game uh, dealing with the hamstring situation, but he was a full participant. A full participant in today or in yesterday's practice. We'll see what happens after today, and we'll touch a little bit about on that uh, with Patrick. Nonetheless, Wanye coming back. We, we don't. I don't think we talk about it briefly. We don't really say too much about it because he's not quote unquote a part of the big three at safety. But when Wanye Thomas plays, he usually makes a play or he's showing up or he's doing something, and that's why I think he needs to be out there. He's got at least one stop in the minimal snaps that he plays in three of the four games he has played. The one where he didn't, quote-unquote, record a stop, he still put out pretty damn good film, and against that was against the 49ers. He's got two pass breakups, four tackles, uh, and he just has this energy about him that I feel like deserves to be on this field. Not just energy, but the play, right? Like, he's playing well. So I be- he played well. I believe he deserves to be on the field a little bit more. Um, he's young. He's, he, he has that hunger. You saw him out there earlier in the season, you know, not just leading the huddle, but in the huddle, getting these guys rallying them ready to go. I'm interested to see if we can get Wanya Thomas out there on the field a little bit more coming out of this box. Also the offensive line probably benefited the most coming out of the bye week break, likely pretty sure. Cause you got a veteran offensive line and you got guys who've been Literally all of them except Terrence Steele have been dinged up at some point in the first six weeks, and all of them have missed a game except Terrence Steele. Uh, Tyron Smith dealing with the knee. Zach Martin has the thigh situation, and Tyler Biotis got the ankle. And I think it's fair to say, you know, some of these guys, you you saw those those injuries kind of get to them, specifically Zach. You know, I, I hadn't really seen Zach Martin quite off as much as he had been over the last few games from time to time. So, if we can get Zach back healthy, Tyler Biad is going and getting this line, which will be playing in their third game in a row, back on track here. Now we can build some momentum and hopefully build some momentum in that damn run game. We'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Oh, Brian Broadus. Gotta love B. One second here. So Broadus on the break, which, by the way, Patrick Nosey Walker is one of the, the the hosts on the on the panel of Cowboys Break on .com. He had a lot to say about the front office in regards to the trade deadline. He's essentially echoing with many of us, specifically me. If you've if you've been here since 2019, and if you've known me well prior to that, you know I know I've been screaming at the mountaintop for these things. But what we've basically been echoing, he's echoing what we've been saying for years about the front office and about what other teams have done around the league. But I won't I won't try to explain. I'll let you listen to Brian himself. Nobody cares about your cap problems. Nobody cares. Right. right. Nobody cares. They want you to win games. You know, they want you to compete for 
playoff wins and championships and stuff. They don't have time to hear you like, well, you know, we've got these players. And, and no offense, Patrick. We, I don't want to hear about paying Dak or paying these guys. I know it's part of the game. But teams figure it out every damn day. We thought Philadelphia was going to be just demoralized in their cap situation. They went out and resigned all their guys. Right. You know, it, I don't want to hear about the cap problems for any teams anymore. You figure it out. There's teams, the Packers are awful right now. You know why? They're carrying $48 million of dead cap. Fine. But they got rid of Aaron Rodgers, and they're learning about their quarterback. And if they're bad enough, they'll draft a quarterback in this draft. Yeah. I don't want to hear about cap problems and financial physical responsibility. I want to hear about wins and going forward and making this thing work when you have a chance to put this thing to bed. And I want to be clear. Talk to a B. Talk to a Drop the mic. I mean, what else needs to be said there? Really? I, I, maybe it takes a guy like Brian Broadus to say it, Cowboys Nation. Maybe that's what it takes. But we've been screaming that from the mountaintop for years. I don't care about your cap. Nobody else does. <laughs> but y'all continually spew that at us every offseason, during the season, all the damn time. Cap, 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 cap. I don't care about cap. The league doesn't care about the damn cap. They going out here and they're winning Super Bowls around the cap. Meanwhile, you're playing within it. Shouts out for B, who works for the team. Um, going out there and saying that. And he said this on Twitter. Look, give them credit for allowing me to say stuff like that. Because most teams, in fact, no other team would allow them to do that. So I agree. But now let's kind of turn this into a little bit of a realistic conversation here, if, if, if we can. Here. Well, Sky, what, what, what is it going to take? What is it going to take to get said player or whomever it is you may want, right? And I said, okay, let me go look. Because the Cowboys right now, they're operating with two things if they wanted to make a move. They're operating with two things. They're operating with, obviously, trade capital, which right now is a first, second, third, uh, and like a sixth and seventh pick. And then they're operating with players. That's another thing that they can do. They can trade players. But what is happening around the league? Because that's what really how you basically generate what you're going to trade for or what you're going to trade away. What is the league doing? If I told you that the Cowboys actually gave up the most capital, the most valuable capital, I should say, and it happened before the season started. Would you believe me? And it happened with a player that they hope, we hope, never sees the damn field. And that's a fourth round pick in the 2024 draft for a third string quarterback that they're praying and hoping they honestly never have to see. If we keeping it a beam, the whole point is to never have to see that guy play. And they traded a fourth round pick. That was the highest draft capital traded so far. There have been seven trades, I believe. Seven trades around the National Football League since the season started. Before the season, you had a bunch of trades. But that was the highest draft capital traded of these seven trades that have happened so far in the season. Kind of crazy when you think about it. Five of the seven draft picks, I'm sorry, five of the seven trades around the National Football League have involved a 2025 or 2026 pick. 
So if you're worried about the Cowboys not having enough draft capital, they do. You can reach into 2025, reach into 2026. The only two teams that have given up 2024 draft capital during the season, the Eagles, and I was a fifth and sixth round pick, but the Eagles and the 49ers. Here are some of the trades that have happened over the last few weeks or the last few months. Obviously, we know about the Eagles trade. The Kansas City Chiefs traded away a 2025 six-round pick to get Miko Hardman back. The Los Angeles Rams got back a 2025 six-round pick to get Van Jefferson, who helped them win a Super Bowl a couple years ago. So it's not like this dude's just, you know, out here a six wide receiver, fifth or seventh wide receiver. He can go be some somebody. Six round pick in 2025. If it doesn't work out, it's a six round pick two years from now. <laughs> two whole draft picks from now. Keep it going. The Broncos gave away, oh, I'm sorry, the Niners gave away a 2024 six round pick. So that was the other 2024 pick given away in this these seven trades. The Dolphins got Chase Claypool. The Bears only gave away a 2025 six-round pick. The Patriots got back J.C. Jackson. They only gave away a 2025 six-round pick. The Minnesota Vikings got Cam Akers. They gave away a 2026 six-round pick. Hmm. One, two, three, four, fifth. That's five of the seven trades where the team did not have to reach into their 2024 bag. And that's not even counting potential players. You could add to sweeten the deal, if you will. But I wanted to show you that because a lot of fans or some fans, I noticed, were saying, well, we don't have any more picks. You do in 2025. You do in 2026. And if you look around the league, there are quality guys being traded for that exact draft capital. And you got some players you can add to sweeten the deal. But let's go ahead and jump into the science lab with our guy, the scientific method. We do jump into the lab with our guy, Patrick No C. Walker. Ladies and gentlemen. What's good, good brother? I'm dropping science. Oh, hold it, my friend. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Hey, I just wanted to say this real quick uh, before we get into the football stuff. I know you're a big Braves fan, but I know you got to be excited about the Rangers hitting the World Series. I know you do. Yeah, man, absolutely. And I mean, I'm as everybody knows, I'm diehard. Like I believe Braves, um, but living out here in Dallas, I'm also I'm a, I'm a baseball head. So I love live baseball, and I don't get my live baseball fix uh, from the Braves much because I mean they're out there. I'm out here, so I go to uh, Rangers games frequently and have for the past three or four years. So I definitely have watched this team. You know, in its darkest days, I've watched them, you know, clean house this offseason. I've watched them make moves to put themselves in position to contend. I watched them go up and down and up and down this season. And, you know, hell of a roller coaster ride for Rangers fans, man. But when I tell you, uh, it's just all more fun in the town when the Rangers Thanks. are winning. So, uh, I pre- yeah, I predicted that they'd hit the World Series. And I was my prediction was that they get a rematch with us in the World Series. But we didn't get our job done, so respect to the Rangers for getting their job done. Respect to the Diamondbacks for knocking the Phillies out of the way. That's always a beautiful thing. And and now it's Diamondbacks versus Rangers. And uh, give me Rangers in six. Ooh, let's go. That'd be great. And, and, and what that would do, I hope, would put a little bit of pressure on Jerry. 
because you said something in that uh, opening statement there where, you know, they made the moves, right? They, they got aggressive. They did the things that they needed to do to get into this position. And you were on the show. I just showed the clip of Brian Broaddus that's going viral now in Cowboys Nation of him talking about, you know, hey, I don't care about your damn cap. You know, other teams are, are doing what they got to do to make these necessary moves to put them in position to succeed. And that got me to thinking, because you were on the show, I, and, and I wanted you to kind of elaborate a little bit more on that. But also, if you to, if you were to pick up the phone, Pat, what position would you, Patrick Nosey Walker, DallasCowboys.com, what position would you look into for this team? If it were me, I, I'd go at cornerbacks. And the reason I go at cornerback is because as much as I, I love what Deron Bland is doing and Jordan Lewis is back and Stephon Gilmore is there, you just can't uh, overstate the, the loss of Trayvon Diggs, particularly when it comes to depth at, at the position. Now, you and I have talked quite a bit, particularly in training camp, and I'm still on record as believing that Eric Scott will ultimately be a steal of this particular draft. But as the season goes along and Eric Scott, remains on the inactives as he's kind of still ramped up by Dan Quinn and now Harrison, those guys. The worry in my head is that, knock on wood, if there were another injury at the cornerback position other than Eric Scott and you have Nashawn Wright, but Nashawn Wright was on IR until here recently. Uh, and could you upgrade over Nashawn Wright on the free market, on the trade market? Absolutely you could. Israel McQuamu, obviously he's a solid cornerback. He could, you know, start in spurts, but could you upgrade over that? via free market or via trade, likely so. So behind those top three corners, uh, there's a lot of potential and a lot of young talent there, but if you got into a playoff situation or in December and you suffered an injury at that spot, you're now thrusting in some young guys who, as far as this season is concerned, don't have that, that ton of experience. So I love what Izzy did and not having that experience when he was dropped into the playoff fire against Tom Brady, the wild card last year. He played well, um, but if you're talking levels of comfort, I just feel like you could upgrade at that position behind those top three guys to kind of make the loss of Trevon Diggs a little less um, of, a, of a gaping wound as far as the depth is concerned. I actually like that one because we were, the Cowboys were here at this position where they lost two cornerbacks last year, and they had to deal and with that, exactly and it didn't what, go well. Yeah. Yeah. PTSD from last year, I mean, you lose Anthony Brown and you lose Jordan Lewis – and then you you go to Green Bay, you got that game well in hand, but it was your cornerback position or lack of depth that cost you that game and allowed Christian Watson to turn into Randy Moss. So you don't want that type of situation to occur, you know, in week 17 with seeding on the line or, or, you know, the wild card or the divisional round with all the marbles on the line. So, I mean, again, love the young guys, but at the same time, you could stand to upgrade there as far as depth is concerned. Uh, Mike McCarthy spoke with you guys yesterday. And he talked about the importance of R&R, rest and recovery, during this bye week. He's, he's pretty big on it. Um, Mike, Mike could talk about how he appreciates how he, he allows the players to, you know, get away a little bit, reset, and come back at full strength. And, you know, we talked about the injury report at the top of this thing. This is the cleanest. I, I've seen it, Pat. I mean, is there anything else that we should know aside from uh, Y.A. Thomas, you know, coming back from that hamstring injury? No. <laughs> that feels great yeah. to say. Let me let me let me tell you this still. Yesterday, um, you know, McCarthy said rest of recovery and then the the intimation was that the Cowboys as far as active roster goes was completely healthy, but until you see the injury report, you know, you're you're kinda keeping an eye out. So when the injury report landed, 
I literally sat back in my chair and I started wondering, when have I, and I, when I say I, I don't, I don't only mean me as an analyst of the NFL and me as an analyst of the Cowboys and Cowboys Insider. I'm, I'm talking about going back. Let's, let's go back to, like, early 2000s and stuff like that. I'm trying to figure out when have I ever seen an injury report this clean, particularly at the midseason point. So I couldn't really register that in my head as far as, the you know, how long it's been since that's happened. So I went to PR, and, of course, those injury reports are constructed by PR, one guy in particular, uh, Scott Goldnick, a great guy. And I'm like, Scott, when have you – when was the last time you've seen an injury report this clean? And he said not in his tenure. That's over 20 years. Jeez. That's over 20 years. And then on top of that, he, he threw out the added uh, tidbit that technically even Juan Gay would not have been on the report. So technically it was almost completely clear, but the league protocol requires that a player who just missed the game has to show up on the next injury report, even if he's a full participant. So that was kind of a technicality for Juan Gay. So as it stands, of course, we're going into Thursday. So fingers crossed, toes crossed, eyes crossed, because this is – this is the dark day for the Cowboys for whatever reason. Um, but as it stands, the Cowboys active roster, yeah, they got LVE on IR, CJ Goodwin on IR, but 96% of the active 53-man roster that they came into this league with, uh, this season with, I'm sorry, is fully healthy. Hmm. And that's, I, can't, I can't overstate how that matters, particularly on offensive line where three of your offensive starters were still nursing injuries. Everybody's good to go. So hopefully that continues today, tomorrow, and through the walkthrough on Saturday. And to boot, right, to add a little sugar on top of this thing, the Cowboys coaching staff is is now back at full strength with the running backs coach Jeff Blasco, and not just running backs coach, but run game coordinator Jeff Blasco returning. And we know, Pat, how iffy this run game has been over the last few weeks. How important uh, is it to get Jeff back here? Man, everybody's healthy, man. Players are healthy. <laughs> Coaches are healthy. Uh, you know, janitorial staff's healthy. Uh, everybody's healthy. Um, and you got to love it. So, you have Jeff Blasco, he was on personal leave of absence due to a health issue. He's missed several of the first six games of, of the season. He's back after this bye week. He was back in practice yesterday. But, uh, and I mentioned it on yesterday's uh, episode of Cowboys Break. Um, the question was posed, what – parts of the Cowboys operation on the field would you like to see improve greatly? And Broaddus had a great answer. He said the running game, and he was kind of breaking down why that was. And and as he's speaking on it, it struck me in that exact moment that, hey, the run game coordinator is back. Mm -hmm. So I think that that could pay dividends for in a situation where with Blasco out, those duties, that run game uh, coordinator duty and those running backs coach duties had to be, had to be relegated to others and split amongst the offensive assistants. But now, Blasco's back. It's one guy. It's one mind. It's one vision. And it just makes things that much more concise, that much more clear for guys like Tony Pollard and guys like Deuce Vaughn and Rico Dowdle, who's looked, you know, fantastic. Uh, and then getting Hunter Lipke involved. And if you notice, the absence of Blasco kind of coincided with the Cowboys not really knowing how to utilize Deuce Vaughn and, and Hunter Lipke. So maybe Blasco coming back reinserts what his vision of this run game should be, uh, and it also should help as well with the as the continuity of the offensive line starts to gel with this being their third game together and now everybody healthy. So, I mean, the pieces are coming back for the Cowboys, so I think Blasco returning is going to be good stuff. Yeah, you mentioned Pollard. Pollard was vocal about that, uh, about his return. He said, quote, it's good having him back in the room, especially his expertise in the run game or the blocking game 
in the run game. The way that he coaches up everything in the game, in the run game, just glad to have him back. So, you know, and that was from uh, Jess over at uh, Pro Football Network. Just just having him back seems to light a little bit of fire under those guys. And, and you, you said it best, man. It coincides with seeing them not utilize these guys correctly and how it is faded out, really, because the beginning of the year, maybe all these things were installed and ready to go, and you saw this run game kind of just clicking. And then the longer he stayed away, the long, the more it kind of faded on what they wanted to do. So I'm actually excited to see him return. 100%, because when you think about it, when you come into the season, like you said, you have the installs in their set, and then you have Blasco running his install, and you have the passing game coordinator running his install, and so forth and so on. But then when Blasco or any assistant coach is forced out because of a health issue or personal matter, whatever the case may be, uh, then though that vision kind of gets diluted because it gets handed off to one or two other individuals who are doing their best to run the vision as well as the initial coach would have. But as good as they are at what they're doing, you're asking them to do their job and you know, Others. take on additional duties, right? So there's the dilution in, in what may have happened with the run game. That's why you saw, you know, hey, Deuce Vaughn went from, you know, getting some touches to being inactive, right? That's a perfect example of, of what happened in the absence of Jeff Blasco. So with Blasco returning, maybe we start to see more of an uh, integration of Deuce Vaughn or reintegration of Deuce Vaughn. Maybe we see a ramp-up of Hunter Lipke. Uh, and, again, Blasco working with the offensive line coach and, uh, making sure that that thing is running like a well-oiled machine. I mean, that you can't you can't say you can't understate or I say overstate how important that is. I mean, you got the guy back. It's one man. It's one message. It's concise, and it's just more easily digestible if you're players. So one sound, one band. What they say? Uh, we got Patrick Nosey yeah. Walker, DallasCowboys.com, joining us. One more thing before you get out of here, Pat. Uh, we're now hitting the bye week or coming out of the bye week, and there's been a handful of players that haven't quite made enough noise. We had this thing during the during training camp where everybody says, oh, he's having a quiet training camp. Well, I like people that are having loud training camps. Who needs to get loud? Who needs to make more noise on each side of the ball? One on offense, one on defense. On defense for you, go. I'll, I'll leave with defense because my offensive one is, is a whale. Defense, I'd like to see more from Chauncey Ghostin. Um, I think Ghostin okay. had a very solid camp, and he kind of got off – to the races against the Giants. You talk about the sack and the quarterback hit and, you know, some pressures he had. But as the, as the six weeks, as the six games rolled along, not that he's not being productive because his pressure rate is, not, is there, but then you have to look at the totality of his impact or lack thereof when compared to guys like uh, Osa, when compared to guys like Jonathan Hankins on that, as far as the interior is concerned. So Golston has been kind of quiet these past few games. I would like to see him – eat as much as you're starting to see Osa eat, as much as you're seeing Jonathan Hankins eat, because the more pressure the Cowboys can get on that interior defensive line, obviously the more the defensive ends can eat as well when you talk about Tank and Micah Parsons and um, and Dorrance Armstrong, which is you know, one of the best run stoppers, run stoppers in the league in DA. Um, now, offensively, it's got to be Michael Gallup for me. It's got to be Michael Gallup. Mm. When you look at uh, him having a slow start first couple of weeks of the season, uh, and then he had a much better game, even though they lost in Arizona. He was one of the few bright spots in that game in the desert. He was uh, another bright spot uh, in the blowout win over the New England Patriots. I mean, he had one of the best separation rates. He had 44 yards after the catch. I mean, we started seeing, we are like, okay, Michael Gallup is back, and then he's going quiet, and then you see a situation where the Cowboys 
which I would really not like them to do ever again, not just for Gallup but for anyone. If a guy is not having a great day, don't force that to him, no matter who that person is, unless that person is CeeDee Lamb. Force him because he'll figure that out. But for Gallup to, to have that down, up, down that he's had over the first six games, I think he needs to come out of this bye week uh, explosive, and that doesn't necessarily mean he needs to have, you know, 150 yards and three touchdowns against the Rams. That would be nice, obviously. But if he can come out and, and you know, contribute 75 yards and a tutty, I'm with that. But Michael Gallup, I think, is on offensively. I would like to see more from him. And Chauncey Golson, I would like to see more from him on the defensive side. Those are two really good ones, and, and we're going to pick up this conversation uh, after this call here. Hey, Pat, appreciate you joining us each and every week like you do. Uh, I believe your science lab – uh, article will be dropping today, correct? Yes, sir. It drops in a couple hours on DallasCowboys.com. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go check that out. Make sure y'all check that out. Appreciate you, Pat. Talk to you later, man. Yes, sir, brother. Talk to you soon. It's Patrick Nosey Walker. DallasCowboys.com. Joining us each and every week, as he usually does. Dropping that science. And we got some. That The Jeff Blasco drop i think is is very very important and again shouts out to jess she um also dropped a uh an article where she basically quoted tony pollard talking about his importance um coming back and, and it's something we don't really think about right uh we're so in tune to just the results not necessarily the process uh, most of our shows we try to talk about all the details and, and the process is important and i wonder if, if there is a coincidence that the beginning of the year, you saw different things in the run game. You saw success, obviously, in the run game. And then these last three, really two weeks, maybe the opponent, maybe whatever. But the last two weeks, it's kind of stumbled. You can argue offensive line. You can argue what you want. But to open the season, you kind of have your installs for the season. And as it's faded, things kind of been bland, right? Things have been bland. Things haven't been as, as smooth. And uh, hopefully we get Jeff back, Jeff Blasco, running backs coach slash run game coordinator, and things go well. Uh, maybe some people are in the chat saying, what happened to Jeff Blasco? Well, if you guys remember, and, and you really would have to catch this, at the beginning of the first game, right before I believe they started, there was a report that went out that he, he had to go home or something happened. There was a health family health issue, and it kept him away from the team from uh, once week one started up until now. So now he's returning, and I just wonder if that will help get this thing back on track. I know Tony Pollard sounds like he's happy to get it, get him back here, and we know that the running back coach has juice. We know he he means, I shouldn't say means, but he has some say in how these running backs are deployed. Skip Pete was huge in that. Skip Pete pretty much controlled uh, the running back rotation last year, so last few years. So we'll see what happens with Jeff Blasco. All right, before... We move forward. I usually take a break, but because of the way that things were with the offseason, and let me see if I can find this. There we go. Not the offseason. The way that things were with the bye week, we didn't really get a chance to do a Cowboys player of the week, so I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys about Cowboys custom. Yes, indeed. Cowboys Custom can give your vehicle the lift it needs. They not only do customized suspensions, but they also customize your wheels and tires. And what I like about Cowboys Custom is that they're a family-owned and operated business and is the place to go 
for all of your accessory needs for your vehicle. So stop by any of these four locations, one, two, three, four. They have a Cowboys Custom and Cowboys Auto, which are located in Arlington and North Richland Hills. They've got Cowboys Wheels and Tires located in Irving. And if you go there and you get a free leveling kit, you can also, also let them know about Skywalker Steel. That's where you found me, right? That's where you found them. And you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's Cowboys Custom in any of those four locations in Arlington, North Richland Hills, or Irving. And 817-633-4611 is a call if you want to hit them up and talk to them about customizing your vehicle. Now, with that said, we'll take a quick break. Come on back, and we'll jump into who I think needs to make some noise coming out of this bye week for sure. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of a million of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steele. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Shots out. Law Nation in the building. The GOAT! I swear there's got to be about four or five of Law Nations. Your twin ain't tricking us, bro. He out here, he out here portraying to be you. <laughs> Hardest working man in the business. Hardest working man in the business. Good stuff. If y'all missed it, man, Pat was just in here a couple minutes ago dropping his science. We'll drop that a little bit later. Uh, we usually do it on Saturday, so if you missed that, we'll run it back. Call in line is open 351-999-3787. Call in. We can talk. We can rap about whatever. Uh, this will be the final show of the week. If you didn't know, it's your boy's birthday, so we will be celebrating. Got the fam coming down, whatnot, and uh, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. Nonetheless, let's jump into who I believe needs to make some noise here. Now, I thought, I really did. I really believed that we were going to cross hairs here. I thought that me and Pat would have some of the same guys. Nah, nah, we did not. I did not include Michael Gallup. I did not include... Chauncey Ghosting. Now, I will separate the two. I will talk about offensive guys that I think need to make some noise, come out as by and defensive guys. Now, when I say make noise, I don't necessarily mean it's all they're doing, meaning it's it's not just their fault they're not making noise. This could be a coaching thing. This could be a, a usage thing. This can be just not getting the snaps. This could be politics, money, whatever. But I think it is important for these specific players to, to start making noise in the second half of the season. So I'll start with the offensive side of the ball. Handful of guys, about seven total, I believe, on, on one, on, one on each one on the other. Brandon Cooks, I think, is just the obvious one, right? I hate to be so obvious, you know, with y'all, but when I talk about players that need to make noise because it's super beneficial to the team, It'll help take them to another level. I don't know how you can start with anybody other than Brandon Cooks. Right? Like, you you brought him here to help take your offense to a different level from a stretch-the-field standpoint, from an explosive standpoint opposite of C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is your only really guy right now. Now, Cooks started to cook a little bit in this last game, but he ain't had that Brandon Cooks moment game just yet. 
And I feel like if you can get him to sprinkle in some of those games, that takes this offense alone to another level. And I don't think it takes a lot to get him going. So I got Brandon Cooks for obvious reasons. Jalen Tober, and, and, and when Pat said Michael Gallup, I kind of smirked a little bit because I'm, I'm on the opposite side. I feel like we just know what, what Gallup is, right? Like Michael Gallup is a two or at most three route guy. Uh, t- can't really deal with the, the press often, not going to get a ton of separation. I feel like he, he, his, most, his best value is in the red zone as a jump ball guy. But even with Brent, I'm sorry, even with Michael Gallup's ceiling, I just don't know how valuable it is for this offense. Where with Jalen Tobert, we don't know what his ceiling is, but we know what he offers from an athletic standpoint. We know he has 4-4 speed. We know he's quick. We know he can be, he's more explosive than a Michael Gallup. Just imagine if we can get him going aside from number 13. So if you can hit the top of Jalen Tobert's ceiling for 2023, that may not be some Pro Bowl, but that's fine, right? But if you can get him to to play at his highest level, you're now potentially talking about instead of a seven-yard gain on a slant, maybe 25. Instead of a 50-50 jump ball to Michael Gallup contested, you might have Jalen Tobert streaking down the sideline, and he's got his guy, and now he's gone, right? I feel like there's just there just may be more to the top of his game at the current moment than Gallup. But we don't know. I don't know. But I'd like to see. I'd like to see because I think physically he's just better than Gallup right now. Mentally, I don't know if that's the case because Gallup's been around. But this offense isn't an offense that is really that hard mentally on you from a wide receiver standpoint. So I don't think this is a difficult move here for Jalen Tobert to, to, to supersede Michael Gallup with the snaps, or at least cut in on him, right? If Gallup is going to get, I'm just throwing a number, 40 snaps a game, maybe you take that down to 28, and those extra 12 you give to Tobert. So I'd like to see him get going. I'd like to see Jalen make noise. And again, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Tobert, this isn't their fault. I think this is more so how they are using these guys. And I can say the same thing for Rico Dowdle. And maybe this is a Jeff Blasco thing. Maybe Jeff Blasco gets back here, run game coordinator, running backs coach, and we incorporate Rico a little bit more, and we incorporate him right. Again, this isn't me getting on Rico as an individual. This is me getting on the staff and how they're utilizing Rico. We talk about guys that if they start to make noise, this will help take your team to the, make your team better. I don't want to say next level, but make your team better. Yeah, you get Rico going. This this run game now gets back to, in my opinion, being a very good combo duo with a Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle. And use them to their strengths, please. Please. I mean, TP, we talked about the touches. It's not like TP, aside from two games, has gotten a ton of touches. His touches have been right at where they've been at throughout his career. The problem is the usage of how. If you're going to run him down the gap, run or run him down the middle, do it, Rico. Get under center, do it, Rico. And then use TP on the edges and, and hit him with some some dump-off screens, uh, whatever it is, to get him to where he it performs best at. He's already got half of the games he's played in, he's got over 100 total yards, and they, they've been utilizing him in the past game, so I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at that, but they're not utilizing him enough or early enough. You don't see the San Francisco 49ers just deliberately saying, we're just going to run Christian McCaffrey up the A-gaps with no pre-snap motion, no 
No post-snap creativity, nothing. Just put your head down and just get what you can get on first and 10. No, you know what they're doing? They're, they're motioning a tight end. They're pitching it to – this is what I love about what they do with Christian McCaffrey. Now, they'll pitch it to Christian McCaffrey, and they started doing this years ago with their running backs, but it's not really a toss. It's a pitch. They allow their uh, linemen to pull or they'll allow their tight end to pull or they'll allow that uh, wide receiver to crack down. They'll allow Christian McCaffrey to read, and he may hit the A or B gap, but you're giving him an opportunity with that pitch and not just we're standing here, hand it off, go make something happen. So you get Brandon Cooks, Jalen Tober, Rico Dowdle going just from a usage standpoint. Man, your offense, I think, goes to another level. And then Terrence Steele. Now, this one is on Terrence. This one is not on, I'm not, this isn't on the coaching staff. This is on Cuzzo. This is on Cuzzo. He ain't been all that nice this year. It's, it's been rough. It's been, a, it's been a rough go about it for Terrence. You know, it's been very, very up and down. Um, and I'm trying to be fair here, right? ACL, first year, whatever. But I do believe that the more he'll play, the more he'll come around to being more steady because it's been literally up and down. You have a game where Terrence, oh, Terrence still's cool. You have a game where it's like, oh, eight pressures, granted, Nick Bosa, I get it. You have a game where it's, damn, it's two penalties. It just hasn't really been clean for Terrence just yet. So this one for me is more so on Terrence. This is on Terrence. Like I, I need you to, to make some noise individually. How uh, much that the staff can do to put you in better position. You just can't miss a, a down block. You just can't uh, get beat on, on a stunt or get beat on by, by Nick Bosa continually throughout the game. You can't do that. So those are my four guys offensively. Brandon Cooks, Jalen Tobarico, Dowdle, Terrence Steele. And, and again, this isn't an indictment on these players. This isn't a throw them out the bathwater. I know our fan base, boy, I tell you, man, if a player doesn't have a good game or two, it's over for a said player. And they don't even care about what they're watching or watching film or anything like that. They just get this guy out of here. All these players are good players. Aside from Terrence, all these players, I think, just need to be utilized in the correct way. And when it comes to Terrence, I truly, I 100% believe in his work, work ethic and his talent to be able to reach that. So I don't really worry too much about these guys. Before I get to the other side of the ball on defense with the phone lines for a few. Wow, we get to- toxic. Tom calling in this many times in the last couple of weeks is surprising. What's good, Toxic? Good morning, Sky. Uh, first off, want to thank Patrick Nosey Walker for uh, talking to us plebeians that are not in the end right now, but I really appreciate that he takes time out of his busy day to uh, really spit some facts about what's going on behind the scenes. Um, sure. All right. Lot, lots to unpack here. Uh, I, at the beginning of the show, what you talked about, it just reminds me when the Joneses talk, it reminds me of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, that 90s approach of how to engage and, and do business. And when Jerry publicly said, I'm not going to be doing the calls, they have to call me. That is such an ass backwards, like it's so antiquated that it's just not surprising. And it just correlates with everything. And I want to say this to a lot of people here. I'm an accountant for a living. That cap crap, it's it's just pure, unfiltered bullshit. The cap is not a budget. It is a cruel accounting. 
So it is very easy to manipulate numbers and to move things around mm. to get, quote, under the salary cap. It is, people say it's a hard cap all the time. There are so many ways to get around it. And the fact that they keep peddling this BS, first off, why are you listening to your abuser? They're the abusers. They are the ones that are constantly putting bullshit on the field, and they have every excuse in the book other than we are not doing a good job. They are throwing every log in the road to get you from going to the point that needs to be made. They are shitty at their job, and they want to stay face. That is the ultimate crux of this all. So please do not buy this crap. And if you don't believe me, look at the past Super Bowl winners. And I know a lot of people here, and this is no fault, we're all busy people. Go look at other organizations, not just on Sunday, but Saturday and Fridays, and see the things that they are doing. And you will see that other good teams do not care about the salary cap. They don't talk about the salary cap. They manipulate it, and then they move on with their day. And they've been doing it for decades. This is nothing new. And the fact that we are still hearing the same nonsense and people are still buying it, it just baffles me. Like, do you not know how this stuff works? And clearly they don't. And and I don't want to take up the whole show. Is there anything you want to add to that, Sky, before I don't want to? Just completely talk over you. I, you know, sometimes I feel like y'all going to tune me out because I sound like a broken record, right, Toxic? I mean, we, we've had this conversation. I don't know how long you've been on you've been yeah. here. I know it's been the last few years. But I, I'm just, I'm tired. You know, I, I'm just so tired of, 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 of having that conversation with everybody. But when he comes out and says what he did say, that, that just infuriates me, right? Like, yeah. you, you can't operate that way. And, and and we talked about this the other day, I believe, with B Bird. Uh, you know, they're operating like this is a business. If you want to operate like yep. it's a business, Jerry, then you go sit in the business suite in the business office and you handle all things business. You go book Dolly goddamn Parton for Thanksgiving and the Jonas yep. Brothers and Creed and, and whoever else it is you want to do to bring up in here to, to make sales. You go make a hologram of Jerry Jones and people asking you questions. You go handle the business. You let the football people yep. do the football things. And I guarantee you things would change up. But, I, again, I feel, it's not like a broken record. I, it's usually an off-season conversation, but he made it an in-season conversation by saying what he said, and we're at the trade deadline. So, no, I, I don't really have much else to say to it. it, it I'm just I'm just tired, you know? I'm just tired. Yeah, and it's kind of like being a parent. I don't have kids, but I can imagine. I remember I was a horrible kid, and my mom had to remind me all the time about doing things, and she's saying it over and over again because it's important. And what gets me is in business, there's ebb and flow. Yeah, in April, you made moves, but yesterday's price is not today's price, and you need to pivot and adapt constantly in business in order to stay ahead and maintain your competitive advantage, and they don't do that. So for as business savvy as they claim to be, again, they, they act like a corporation that runs and controls the market like a monopoly. And they don't need to make moves because we already dominate the market share. Whatever. We're getting our bottom line. And I, I beat this drum. There you go. You said cold. it perfectly. Bottom line. That 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 that's yeah. again, if if because I look, I get it. People in the chat, it's a business. Yeah, yeah they're that then handle the business things. Tra making yeah. trades in the salary cap has nothing to do with business. Nothing. 
Yep. Because the Cowboys are all, always at the bottom of actual cash spending. Okay, that's a whole nother yep. conversation we could have, Toxic, <laughs> maybe at another day, maybe in the offseason, where you can explain what that means if, you, if you're familiar with the cash spending on players. Oh, yeah. It's totally different than the actual cap, but that's a whole different thing. The Cowboys yep. don't spend as much cash as a lot of these other players. They they might get to the cap because they have to. It's it's you have to do it or you'll be penalized. But that's neither here nor there. They treat it like an actual. I'm not picking up the phone until somebody calls me. Well, do you want to win? Yep. I give a damn about somebody picking up the phone and you you might ah damn I got to give up a 2025 six round pick instead of a a 2027 six round pick. Man, anyway, go ahead, Toxic. Yep. Two other points. The cold, hard truth of all of this, and I beat this drum, is you can't overcome it. You look at Enron, you look at Theranos, you look at Webcom, you look at Blockbuster, you look at GameStop. If you have shitty, toxic, incompetent management leadership that is setting the tone, unless they change or want to change, nothing will change. You you put it's kind of like your body you eat crap you get crap so and when you do that go ahead so jerry's bernie made off <laughs> and this is and i'm not wishing death on the no, man, no, but no. until no, he no, dies not, not death no no that's no. it i'm just and, saying because i don't see him wanting to change and yeah. i think this is like raider fans with al davis like when he goes we have a chance and it reverberates down from the top all the way down to Michael Gallup working the dip and dot stands. Oh. It, it's it's just you can't overcome it. And I want us to overcome it. It's going to take an act of God. And I mean a literal burning bush for that to happen. Because if a guy cares more about his ego than actually winning, you see the results. And the results speak for themselves. And the last point, you withstood Eve taking a bite from the apple. You withstood the Black Death. You saw the rise and fall of the Holy Roman Empire. You saw the birth of the birth of America. Sky, you've been never taken a day off. From what I've seen, you're always hustling. Happy 10,000th birthday. Oh, you probably don't make a cake big enough. <laughs> I hope you are outside. I hope you're outside when they bring that cake out with all those people holding it because it's going to probably set some fire alarms off. <laughs> Happy birthday. You enjoy your day off and... Thank you and your family for uh, what you do. We really appreciate you and Michelle and all the great content that you guys all bring to this because it's, it's a team over there as well, Team Steel. You all have a blessed, uh, happy birthday, and I hope Ryan Nall's on your guest list. My man, appreciate you, Toxic. <laughs> I was wondering where he was going with this. The Roman Empire. The birth of America. What? I, you know, to- Toxic would drop some gems. So I'm like, oh, he, hey, man, he about to, he about to crush Jerry Jones and now, what are you about to, huh? 10,000 BC. Happy birthday. Oh, you mother. <laughs> Thank you, Tox. He the man. Rick, what's good, man? Yo, yo, Rick. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, sir? How you doing, man? What's good with you? I'm good. Cooler, cooler, man. Happy birthday ahead of time, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Cowboy Nation, what's going on? Um, this is how I feel about this team, man. Uh, I like like Tom was saying, man. It's a bottom line. It's it's a bottom line to what Jerry and them doing. It's like it's all about money right now. 
it's all about it's all about money with these guys. You know what I mean? And it's not so much uh, going to try to win the Super Bowl. It, it seems like they be trying to put eye candy in front of us a lot of the times instead of going out here actually spilling the capital to get great players in here, even during like before the, like the trade deadline. They do little moves, but they're not doing no over the top moves to push. You know what I mean? To push us closer to that sixth championship because. Uh, the thing that I can, I can say I can respect about teams that's been going to the Super Bowl lately, they always trying to make their team bigger and better. You know what I mean? And I don't hate on that. You know what I mean? You got to spend to get what you want sometimes because for them great players that get you over the hump, you got to spend money. You got to spend capital. You know what I mean? You got to give up a, a, a good draft pick to get somebody that can be a game changer or to get you over the hump. You need to do that because us as fans, we tired of hearing that, hearing that stuff from – from this team. Tired of hearing that stuff from this team because it's like we got injured players out here that's not doing that's not do who they used to be. And then we got young players that's on on the bench that shouldn't be on the bench. You, you can't tell me Jalen Tolbert should be on the bench when he's been out here working hard uh, in the offseason with CeeDee Lamb. You know what I mean? And the dude looked good on the field. You know what I mean? And I just don't get that, Mike. My, I'm trying to understand, do Mike McCarthy you understand that you're coaching for your job right now? You know what I mean? Because if you don't do nothing this season, the fans going to want you out of there, and the Joneses is going to get you up out of there. You know what I mean? I don't see him, you know, if we don't make it to the playoffs and make a deep run in the playoffs, I don't see us uh, keeping him as a head coach. Well, yeah, you if we don't I mean? make it to the playoffs, yeah. If, if, we, if we get to the playoffs and lose, there might be some conversation, but – I got a feeling if they get to the playoffs or get to the playoffs and just win one again, we we know how content the Joneses are. We know how – and if Mike is is a, is a yes man, they will keep yes men around. We've seen it with Jason Garrett for a whole damn decade. So, you know, as much as, as, much as we would think that would happen, I'm starting to, I'm starting to question that. Yeah, because I understand what you're saying, Scott, man, but this is like – Mike McCarthy, all right, where is that Mike McCarthy from Green Bay that we had to battle with in the playoffs or had to battle with in regular season? You know what I mean? That aggressive coach that I remember with all these all this talent, you know what I mean, with an oversized running back. You know what I mean? A great quarterback. Where does that do that? Like with, with four or five receivers and couldn't we couldn't check him. Where does that do that? That creative mind do. You know what I mean? Because like the, the, from the first game from that Giants game to now, this stuff looked different. You know what I mean? I was excited in that Giants game because I seen yeah. things. I'm like, wow, they're doing different stuff. But now I'm like, he kind of looking like Kellen Moore a little bit with with the, with the stolen offense. Like, you know, he looking a little bit worse than Kellen Moore. I'm about I gotta, to say it's actually, it's actually worse because he's nerfing yeah. the offense. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like they're handcuffing Dak, and I, I see that. A little bit, but this last game, it seemed like they let the leash off a little bit, put the let loosen the cuffs off a little bit, because even though we rag on Kellen Moore, I gotta say this one thing about Kellen Moore: at least he had competitive. We lost against San Francisco, Francisco in the playoffs. He made the game more competitive. We was more uh, competitive, competitive in those games. This last game we played against, they whooped what the hell that got to do with Kellen Moore. No, what I'm saying is I'm we not like the play points calling. and we scored 12 points. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, it was the defense that kept us competitive. We lost. we lost me on that one. 
No, what I'm saying is, then one of those games we got blown out. The last game we just yeah, got blown you, out. You, you get blown That's out when your defense doesn't doesn't perform. Your defenses were there for you in those games. Your offense was diddly squat in those games. Anyway, but yeah. keep, keep going. Yeah, you just lost yeah, me with that you part. Got, you got a good point. You, you, you just what, lost me. You got with me with that, Scott. You got me with if that. You Scott, said that I, if you would have said, 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 said at least with Kellen Moore, we was number one offense or something like that, I'd have like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, my thing is like with 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 still like the people you were just talking about with still in closing, in closing, in closing, in closing with still. I think what we did wrong in that game, like in the last couple games, we're not running the ball to the outside. We're still was doing his most damage. You know what I mean? It's like we always in shotgun instead of and then when we running the ball, we running uh, the ball up the, the the first gap. Like why are we not bouncing into the outside, man? You mean with Tony Pollard. You, you know, that's Tony Pollard's thing. Yeah. Terrence still from a run game standpoint prior to the injury at least, you know, could do whatever you want him to do. I mean, he was fantastic on down blocks in the B gap, duo getting to the second level. It, it, whether it was inside or outside, Terrence still could do whatever you wanted to do from a run game standpoint in my opinion. But yeah, getting Tony Pollard on the outside is what you needed to do, and you just haven't been, man. Yeah, that's Pre- what I want to see. That's what I want to see, man. But I'm gonna let you go, Sky. Uh, have a good, uh, have a good birthday and all that. I'm gonna get with you next Monday, man. All right, all right man. Peace. Appreciate you. Let's keep it beat. Let's keep it moving. I mean, uh, we got Los. Uh, we got some heavy hitters up in here. Let me go ahead. Hold on, hold on, Los. One second, brother. Actually, no, 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 Los, you in here? You good? So this might be a little bit. What's good, Los? Hey, good morning, Sky, man. I'm going to try to make my phone call quick. Happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños, mi compadre. And you have a great one with your family. And today, you. You, you deserve it, man. Keep, keep always hustling. Thank you. Just two quick points, man. Um, I know you said the four Cowboys that we need to get going, but my two is CD and Pollard. I mean, there are stars on our team. And I, I, know you, I know you harped on it, I think, last week or a week before when – Jerry said, well, I like when they uh, um, throw to these tight ends and uh, other wide receivers and, and everything. No, we need to start establishing the, the pass and run game because, you know, I, I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for it. But we, we really need to start establishing CD and Pollard because I'm going to be honest, they haven't been what the, our expectations, what they wanted us, what we wanted them to be this year. And I don't know if you agree with me on that, Scott. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the obvious that you want to get your stars to rock. But this, my, my, the topic was who needs to make some noise, right? Like Brandon, I'm sorry, uh, C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard have already established themselves. You know, they they've they've had big games, they've had big plays, and they've except for maybe one game for T.P. He's had a big play in every game, so they've they've already kind of got going. You just got to continue. You got to put them in in better position. Whereas Brandon Cooks, Jalen Tober, Rico Dowdle, those guys just haven't been given an opportunity, in my opinion, to get going. And then Terrence, he has to play better himself. So it wasn't about, you know, that particular thing you're saying. I mean, obviously, yes, you want to spam C.D. Lamb and Tony, get Tony Pollard involved. But it was more so, what are four guys who haven't made any noise in the first half of the season that needs to make noise in the second half that'll help take your offense to another level? Uh, they'll, they'll organically get C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard involved. But it doesn't seem like they're organically getting these three offensive players, not named Terrence Steele, involved. So that's kind of where I was at with it. I gotcha. And then I be, I do agree. I mean, if if one thing I will say, I I'm not saying we should bench Michael Pacala, but I feel like something that could change the lineup is having Tolbert as a third and having Gallup as a red zone target. In my opinion, I think that can help tremendously. 
But I'll leave it at that. I mean, that's just my opinion. And last point is, um, I know you don't watch a lot of sports. I know we love the Dallas Cowboys, but let me say this about this, about Jerry. Sports GM make a huge dividend in any franchise. And I'm just going to keep it here in Texas, right? I mean, look at all the franchises we had. The Mavericks, they fired their GM two, two or three years ago. We Rangers had Mr. Harrison. He, yeah, Rangers did it. Even the Dallas Stars have kept their GM, but he was in the hot seat until until the things. And each franchise have made huge moves to keep in contention. Like, I mean, Mavericks with Kyrie and the trades, the Rangers, when they lost their starting pitcher, they were like, no, nah, F that. We're going to get another pitcher so you know at least keep us contention and look where they are now. Yeah, you know, and and one thing about the Rangers, they, they weren't afraid to drop the bag neither. Oh. their their cap is five hundred million on three players. This guy, think about that. Just three players, five hundred million. A different, different. We, we were. Yeah, different situation in in in, in it, baseball yeah, with yeah, the cap, exactly. but but they weren't afraid. Yeah, to to go out and, and make that big move, knowing that it could it could smack them in the face. Yeah. Exactly, and the Dallas Stars. I mean. I'm, I mean, we're, I'm not where you're always going to be for the football city, but they're always a great team. They're always trying to contend for a team to always reach the conference finals, right? Mm-hmm. And in the last 25 years, the only sports franchise to not make a conference game, meaning the game before you contend for a championship, yeah. is the fucking Dallas Cowboys. And I'm sorry I'm cussing, but damn it, we are supposed to be a football city, a, a proud to be a football city, right? Mm-hmm. But yet we are here standing on Jerry to be like, damn it, like, when are we, when is it going to be our time to, you know, have this euphoric feeling of, like, finally, we're contending. But, I mean, you know, Jerry's Jerry. I mean, I can't control his life. I, I can't tell him what to do. I'm not his genie in the bottle. All I can hope is pray to see a Super Bowl, and that's all I can do, Sky. We can we can hope Jerry, Jerry changes, but other than that, we just got to hope for the best, man. But you know what? DC for life, iron changing, yeah. silver and blue, baby. Talk. Bye. Peace. All right. Appreciate you, Los. Yeah. I mean, I, I had something, but then he kept going. I can't remember. But yeah, man, it's how can he watch these other franchises? You know what? I might go on. I might go answer that question because I know how. It's bottom line. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing happening there. But that competitive fire, man, right? Like, I don't I don't know the man personally. I've I've heard this said before. And there's people on both sides of the ball. What do you mean? Jerry wants to do everything in his his power to win the Super Bowl, right? He's super competitive. Look what he's done. Look how competitive Cowboys have been. Then there's the other side that says, hey man, Jerry lost that fire. That fire's gone. He 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 is fine with being relevant, whether it be good or bad. And let's be honest, the Cowboys are relevant. They may not be result-oriented relevant. But they are relevant in the sense of look what's happening, even in bye week, right? So I think there might be something to that because when you do have a general manager, and we know that'll never change, but when you do have a general manager, they have to have the competitive fire. Because if they don't, they will be fired. Right? They are competing against other general managers around the league that they that they know. Jerry ain't really competing with itself. Really competing with itself. You know? And, and you know toxic i know you hate this but you just have to find a way to overcome it man it is what it is all right let's switch to the defensive side of the ball we got three players that we need actually four if you see at the bottom here um i think we need to make some noise all right the first one donovan wilson 
is a tough one for me because he just got the bag, right? Like Donald Wilson just got the extension and he's one of your physical leaders. I wouldn't say he's a vocal leader, emotional leader or whatever, but he's one of your physical leaders on the field, a tone setter of, of, of sorts. And it hasn't really been that way for Donald so far. I know he had the calf. Uh, it didn't play in the, in the, in the, in the off season. He didn't practice or whatever in camp, obviously preseason, he never was going to play, but it, it hasn't been a clean six weeks, N- not for any of all three of these safeties in general, really. They haven't, it hasn't lived up to expectations. Um, but if I had to rank them, I think Dono would be third in impact at this moment where he's got the bag. He actually is, is your highest paid safety, but he's probably not playing the best of the bunch. Uh, now, Curse has also had his moments too. <clears throat> uh, Hooker, I think, has played the best of the three, but but Dono, we really need Dono to get back to being that tone setter for this team. When Dono is at the top of his game, I mean, he's active in the backfield. He's blitzing. He's one of the. Be- I'm surprised they haven't done this much this year, but he's one of the best blitzing safeties since he's been a full time guy. And we just really haven't sent him. He has, I think, like one pressure or something like that. I mean, it's not a lot. He hasn't done a whole lot in the past game uh, pressuring the quarterback. Uh, maybe the the injury to Trayvon Diggs has Coach Dan Quinn being a little bit more easy on that. But if we can get Donovan Wilson to get back to being that tone setter, you know, forcing those fumbles, making those big hits, making plays on the ball, just being that kamikaze Dono, uh, I, again, I think it will help take this defense to the net. And again, the defense I don't think is ever going to be one of them ones without without Trey. I think right now it's a good defense. I still I'm not ready to crown it as an elite defense yet. It's an elite pass rush, but I'm not ready to count it as an elite defense yet. But if Dono can get back to what Dono was prior to that calf injury, then I think we start creeping back towards that. Sam Williams. Now, this is a question. I actually, I actually wanted to ask uh, Pat about it, but we ran out of time. Can't wait till we have more time. We know about Sam Williams putting out the tweet, putting out the whole, uh, you know, you, you heard what I said. You know what it means. Free me. And we've had this conversation on the roundtable about Sam Williams. Sam, we would love to free you. We would love to free you. But you got to do something worthy of being freed. <laughs> you, you can't have Mozzie Smith, a one tech, have a higher pass rush win rate than you. You can't be undisciplined out there. You can't be flying upfield, not containing the edges or or maintaining your responsibilities. There's no doubt in my mind. The reason why Sam is not playing as much is because he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing on a consistent basis. Thus, you're losing trust. And if you're going to lose trust from your coaches, they're not going to put you out there. That's just is what it is. So if you want to be freed, get back to making the splash plays you were making. Get back to being loud on the field, not off of it on Twitter. Use your actual fingers, not your Twitter fingers. So when I say make noise for Sam, I'm 100% talking about on the field because he already making noise off of it. We know what he's done, you know, from a arrest standpoint and things like that. That stuff, okay, behind us, season has started. Let's get focused, right? Clearly my man not focused right now. He's frustrated and I get it. I get it. But the difference between his frustration and Lamb's frustration, we were frustrated for Lamb as well. Because we know when he gets the rock, 
He can do some things. Were we frustrated at CD for the way he would behave sometimes? Yeah. Were we frustrated for him dropping the ball or not going? For, absolutely. We, we can say that about CD, and we can also understand him because he showed us what he can be for years, but, but even in this season. Sam, you ain't showed us that yet. He showed us that yet. And honestly, I don't even know if, if Sam taking the next step is going to move the needle a whole I mean, obviously, if you get another pass rusher or whatever, great. But you you are already one of the best, if not the best, pass rush team or top two, three, whatever in the league without Sam being doing this thing. But it'd be nice, right? It'd be nice if Sam could go ahead and step up. So, Stan Williams, we need you to make some noise on the field. And then, finally, I got Clark and Evans. And here's why I have to include Evans, but I'll talk about that in a sec. I have Clark and Evans. Clark, obviously, with LVE going down, um, he's had a couple good games, a couple ant games, not so good. Like, Clark has kind of, aside from those two games, and look, great two games, he's kind of just been around. And we want him to make some of those plays he was making last year. We need you to make some noise, right? I don't want him to turn into LVE where we're just happy he's, when I say happy he's here, I mean, we're just happy he made a tackle. We're just happy, you know, instead of a 50-yard game, it was 25. We're just happy he can call plays. We're happy he can line guys up. I mean, he does a great job getting back deep on a Tampa 2. I'm kind of over that in regards to the linebackers. I want my linebackers to make some goddamn plays. Being greedy? Maybe. Maybe I am. But your defensive line this year, for the most part, aside from, again, that uh, Arizona game, they got, they're giving you chances, man. And we saw it in, in with the Patriots. He was fantastic in that game. Chargers, fantastic in that game. See it on a consistent basis. And, and, and not just, again, oh, he made a tackle 10 yards down. I'm not saying that's Clark, but some forced fumbles, some pass breakups, some tackles for loss. Let's get some of that going. That's why I put Rashawn Evans here. You're likely going to be without LVE for a couple more games, maybe longer. I, I don't know. you know. And then there's always that risk of LVE going right back out because he's LVE. We've been looking for that thumper type. And maybe, just maybe, with Evans likely splitting some time in the middle, or if he plays well enough, he bumps over Clark, and now you got a, you got Clark and, and, and uh, Bell being the will guys and being able to use their athleticism and Clark, I'm sorry, Evans can be that thumper downhill, meet you at the line of scrimmage shed, uh, get through the trash, get tackles for loss. We're talking about a guy that's got nine of them in the last two seasons. It's only three off of LVE in his total career. So again, this isn't, this isn't about Evans not doing anything, quote unquote, about him wanting to make noise. This is just about him now. Okay. Can he get the opportunity to go in there and show something? Look, he might get in there, Cowboys Nation, and be nothing. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, Sean Evans, he's on the street. He ain't about nothing. Maybe. But guess what? Like I've said a lot of times, I'd like to find out. I'd like to find out if he ain't about nothing or if he is about that smoke. Because I've seen him. I mean, just a year prior, just one season removed, last year in Atlanta, be a guy that can make plays at the line of scrimmage or beyond the line of scrimmage. You're talking about a guy who's got over 50 uh, combined stops and tackles for loss. We haven't had that here. I don't think that's ever happened, actually, you know, in the LVE era. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see Rashawn Evans get out there and make some noise. And if he makes noise, 
that will just by domino effect strengthen the depth of your of your linebacker room because the Cowboys don't run three linebackers. They just never do. They damn sure not going to do it in this game. Um, the Rams coming up on Sunday, twelve o'clock. The Rams play eleven personnel pretty much all game, so you're not going to see three linebackers. You'll see three safeties. Hence Donovan Wilson, right? So if he can come in, man that middle, bump over Clark. Now you have at least you're back to having three guys that can do some linebacker things for you at a consistent basis. So I think it's important for him to make noise. I do. All right, let's get back to it. What's good, B-Bert? Check, check. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? Nothing much. Hey, man, shout out to Taxes Tom. It was a great call. Uh, Always, happy bro. birthday to you, too, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, one of the things I, I, I think that um, Jerry still have a competitive fire, but it's just about the, the profits and the value of his uh, of his franchise. Yeah. That's the thing that he can control. I think a long time ago he figured that his winning thing is his heart. But what I can do is focus on profits, keeping the name out there, uh, the value of our franchise is the most in the world. So, that's what I stick my chest out about. The other stuff, if we win, that's cool. But the other stuff is, is, is the thing that he puts value in because that's the thing that he can control. Mm. I got a scenario for you I want to ask you about. Oh, I like so those. It's, um, it's Scott Steel Media. <clears throat> you, 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 you come up. You, uh, you win an award. You got 50 million followers. I would say something similar to the volume. And you got two boys, but, but now they're – you know, 21 years old, and, and now you say, I'm going to bring you on in. Well, I don't really know nothing about it. No, I'll teach you the ropes. Come on in. And so you bring your son on, and that's about five, six years. You know, things, you know, you look at the valuation of it, man, everything fell off or whatever. Like, we're not as popular as we used to be. We're not making the same amount of money as we used to. Um, in your mind, I think it's, to me, I think it's natural to say, I can do it again if I did it one time before. And the other thing is, is that it is so much harder to fire your son than it is somebody that you don't know. Hence the problem with our structure. Because um, I think if you would agree that it would be kind of, you know what I'm saying, it would be hard to fire your son and you would think that you can get it back to where it was because you did it before. Am I am I correct on that? You know, I, I watch a lot of documentaries and movies and things like that. It, it, it'd be it'd be hard, I guess, if, if my son was solid or okay or good at the job, but if he sucked, it would not be hard. Like if you if you were if you were costing me the bottom line, it would not be hard. Uh, yeah. So what, think, yeah, which, and, yeah, get you get Go ahead. I, well, yeah, well, I wasn't sure well, where you're that, going. That, yeah, that's why. Well, because what it is is we have a structure in place that doesn't, um, you know, when a person doesn't do their job right, we give them a whole bunch of uh, outs because of the the connection that we have. That's that's not football. Uh, Stephen Jones being the uh, the vice president and and Jerry Jones being the general manager uh, and owner, it doesn't have any checks and balances in it, and that's that's what's wrong with our structure, because Jerry's not going to fire because he thinks he can get it back to where it was, and he's not going to fire his son because that's his son, and so it would take a lot to do that, and so the, if the structure was in place to whereas we had a owner that that wasn't connected with any kind of ties to the GM he'd fire him. And if we had an owner that didn't have any kind of connection with the um, vice president, he'd just fire him because he wasn't doing a good enough job. And so I think that's what keeps everything going over here. 
uh, the structure is just this, this mom and pop family thing. It just it just yeah, doesn't work business. for a competitive for for a competitive uh, sport, right? A, you know, something well, that's competitive where you got to have the best things out there. Well, here's the thing. I think we're skipping a guy they need to fire. I think we're skipping the GM. Yeah. No, the I G- did mention them. I said that the owner. Yeah, the GM uh, is is the same person as the owner. He got to fire himself. And 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 and, and again, we're having this conversation because we're at the trade deadline. By next week or two weeks, we'll be moved back to to football stuff. But he has to fire himself because if he fires himself, and and that general manager has control to now do what general managers do, and that's make the signings, then doesn't matter what's about Stephen Jones, right? But Stephen Jones yeah. is the de facto general manager from the money side of it, and then Will McClay is the, fact, the, the de facto general manager from the personnel side of it. And then if those guys are kind of split or if those guys are, are not unsure, that gets run up to Jerry, and then Jerry will, you know, hey, I, this is what I want to do type situation. So it is a very dysfunctional way, I think, to operate. Yeah. Um, it, Absolutely. It, it's so, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And I know we said this before, and I'll say it again, for those who may be capping and putting put on a cape for Jerry, it took the the Bengals owner who was operating very similar to Jerry Jones, very similar. His hands were in everything, all that. He said, I had to step back. I literally stopped worrying about the football stuff and left it to the people, and it did not take long for those guys to now be uh, competitive in the AFC, obviously Super Bowl, AFC championships, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you just wonder, will, will Jerry ever have that same mindset to be able to do that and say, hey, I'm done. Don't even holler at me when it comes to football. Y'all do y'all thing. But that's not the way yeah. he operates, right? We're, we're going to go in on yeah. these radio shows. We're going to go into the meeting rooms. We don't want to, hey, C.D. Lamb? No, 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 no. Like, think about what you did. Even if you say, well, Jerry don't go into meeting rooms, I know for a fact he has. But let's just say he doesn't. You on the radio and publicly said, you bet not throw C.D. Lamb the ball 10 times a game. Who does that? Yeah. It's just ridiculous, B. Bird. Well, well. So, 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 and I'll say this, and there's a question that I'll ask uh, because I, I definitely believe in 2021, uh, Zeke, when he was hurt, uh, they played him over Pollard, and that was politics and money. Uh, Cooper's targets were politics and money. Uh, they wanted to minimize that. Steel, uh, Lyle Collins playing over Steel was politics and money. Uh, I think Gallup uh, still playing as much as he is is politics and money, and Pollard not. Uh, not, not not going back to his normal 15 carries is, is, is money and politics because what they want to do is, hey, we paid these guys. Uh, it looks bad if we have these guys on the bench. It looks bad if Tobit is, is our third wide receiver and we got the highest paid wide receiver on the bench. And that's where it comes in at because I think you're absolutely correct. They are in on these meetings on who plays because a, a, a competent coach wouldn't do some of the things that, that I just named. He'll be like, no, I'm going to play the best guy. Why? I have to win. Or, no, nah, play this guy, and you don't worry about your job. We, we're going to cover you. So that's what's actually about uh, Pollock and Gallup. And you think that there are, uh, you know, there's money involved in those things. It's not just football-related things that's keeping those guys on the field. And I think people that deserve a chance are. And I'm going to take it off air, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Happy man. birthday again, man. Thanks, B-Bert. Right. Y'all keep a couple people in the chat a little ticked about the Super Chat. So I'll put it back on for you. Uh, I, again, I don't I, I – don't, think there's any politics per se with with Pollard because he's not getting more it's about the how again three games I'm sorry four of the six games he's had 15 or less touches 
So he's kind of at about what he's got before. It's about the how with him and Enrico. Now, hopefully we get Jeff Blasco back and, and that helps. Gallup, though, I, how, how can I not? Like, how, how, it's hard to say. It's, it's really hard to say it's not. And we, we know they don't like to, to waste money. That's how they look at it. We paid them. They're going to play. We don't care how they're playing. So it is what it is. So I, I definitely think 100%. If that is, if, if you say, hey, Scott, this is what it is. It's politics. Which one do you think is politics? I definitely think it'd be more so Gallup. Um, for TP, it's about it's how, if they utilize them, 15, 16 carries, five receptions, but it's, it's the right way, nobody's complaining. <laughs> but when you utilize them like a battering ram, even if it's only 15 touches and nine or 10 of them are straight down the A and B gap out of shotgun. Yeah, I got a problem with that. I got a problem with that. I saw some people up in here. Uh, yeah, toxic. I know. I know we can't overcome it, but, but I, hey, lightning in the bottle. It, it, sometimes it happens, right? Sometimes it happens. All right, man. We got Marcus on the way out. What's up, man? Hey, hey. What's up, Scott? Thank you for taking my call, man. I know it's been a long morning for you. First off, happy birthday, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Many more to you. Yeah, many more to you and your family. Thank you for everything you've been doing for us and for humanity, for discovering the wheel and for <laughs> making sure Columbus found, discovered the, the making sure the Columbus discovered hey. America because I know his dumb ass got lost. The only thing Colum- else, Jared. <laughs> The only Christopher I acknowledge is Wallace. I don't acknowledge being Christopher Columbus. Uh, okay, that, that's man, another okay. discussion for me and Okoye on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to put you out there. I'm not going to put you out there. <laughs> hey, man, let me indulge you in a thought experiment, man. I know, you know, Donald's one of those guys that I was kind of looking at, too, that we, you know, kind of want to see kind of get back to the old Donald. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Gallup got his legs, man. He, he used to be a little bit, Gallup used to be a little bit explosive. You know, he used to at least attack the football, you know. He made a lot of catches. When he talked about 50-50 ball, he was a lot in the air a lot. And I was like, I see him leave his seat one. And even on those flats that he, you know, kind of had halfway attacking him, he, he's not going after the football. I just don't think he's got his legs. I don't know what that is. But that, that's what that looks like to me. But, yeah, man, I, what do you think about Donald? Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, well, well I think he's healthy. Um, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're, I think you might be right, though. I don't know if he's what he was in 2019, but I think he's he's healthy enough to where you, you just got to do certain things with him. Like we're talking about just jump balls, 50-50s deep or or possibly red zone. But those slants and things like that, he's never been a guy that gets a ton of separation. That's why throughout his career you see his catch percentage pretty low and he's always having to deal with a, guy, a lot of guys hanging on him. So I don't think he's improved right. in that area from a route running standpoint. So that's why, Marcus, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather – See what Tober can do with those type of those type of uh, plays right. because Tobert is quicker in his feet, more explosive, younger, faster. Just there's more versatility yeah, to his game. And I, I'm no coach. I'm not saying I'm right <laughs> or wrong here, but I just don't know how we're watching these two. And and you don't go unless there's politics. You don't yeah. go. Hey, let's see more Tobert in these exact situations. We don't even got to do nothing special with Tobert. Like Tobert, you know, just do the things you're doing with with for his Gallup. October and I, and I right. feel like I just feel like you'd get a better outcome. Yeah, you probably would. You probably would. Uh, what do you think? And we we say this about Donald all the time. He plays at the line of scrimmage. You know, he's a box safety. But I've always thought of him as a strong side linebacker a lot of times. 
and I was wondering, you know, Dan Quinn's kind of funky, and, and I don't expect Jerry is generally to do anything at the trade deadline. That's kind of that, mm. that whole thing he's talking about. They got to call him. I'm not looking for him to do that. What I would like to see us do is, is what, what we got here, because we know we got at least on the defensive side. We know Dan Quinn kind of a mad scientist, but I wouldn't mind seeing Donald play more linebacker, traditional linebacker, kind of like we got Marquise Bell doing, even with with the. Uh, with Evans on the yeah. team now. I would like to see Donald do more of that. And you have Marquise, you know, play, you know, play more, you know, coverage back there. Like, even though, you know, I, I'm kind of just thinking more about how do you get Donald up to speed more, you know. Even though he could cover a little bit, he, he just, he's still better at the line of scrimmage or in the back. So, I, you know, I wonder what you think about that, just to, you know, maybe just to see if you can get Donald's instincts back, attack him better. Yeah, I'm I'm so upset that we've been conditioned to think that moving safeties to linebacker is a thing. I'm so upset yeah. that, that 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 is. That, look, listen, listen to what you said, Marcus. Hey, man, what about moving mm-hmm. Donovan Wilson to, to 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 linebacker so we can? How about just playing the goddamn linebackers? <laughs> how about getting an actual linebacker and letting them be linebackers? You know, I mean, it's just that simple for me. It's not you. It's me being frustrated with this cutesy shit that we continue to do, and we've been doing this since Keanu Neal, trying to find somebody uh-huh. to fill that role as opposed to just right. addressing the situation head on and getting mm-hmm. linebackers, doing linebacker things. You don't see the Jets uh-huh. running around here with a goddamn safety in the box. You don't see or, or playing linebacker. You don't see the, the uh, Eagles. You don't see the... The uh, 49ers, mm-hmm. you know, all, the, the, mm-hmm. the the Ravens. We're the only team that think it's that, that, yeah, think running out Marquise Bell every damn game. And I know he had a good game, you know, but he's not a linebacker. Mm-hmm. If you want Marquise right. Bell to do those linebacker things, then, yeah, play big nickel, and you know, but still have, right. you know, from time to time, but have some damn linebackers that know how to do linebacker things. So, no, I'm not for mm-hmm. putting down another safety at linebacker full time. Okay. No, 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 number one. Number two, if you okay. want to get a better cover guy out there, then put the mm-hmm. actual safety that can do some covering things and play in the box, and his name is Wanye Thomas. Throw him out there. And if you got to bench one of those dudes, then so damn be it. But we got to stop being mm-hmm. so cute because that's going to that's gonna bite us in the ass <laughs> at some point. And it, and it has sometimes. You know, A lot of the times we get away with it, but, but then sometimes yeah, yeah. if a team says, we're just going to run right at y'all little asses, and there's nothing you can do about yeah. it, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona Cardinals, okay. there's nothing you can do about it, Told right? Yeah, so. Yeah. I digress. I totally agree. Totally agree. No, 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 no. Preach, brother. So I totally agree. Again, I'm I'm working with what I got. Dan Quinn. We can't be talking out of both sides of our mouth. We love Dan Quinn when that stuff works, but when it doesn't work, then we we're looking around trying to say, well, we, nah, well, we nope. always. Need I, I'm, I'm speaking for myself. Right. No, I'm gonna speak for myself. Uh, I do not praise him when that stuff works. I, I've been okay, I've been yeah. ten toes about this linebacker room, especially <laughs> when over seriously. I mean, no jokes aside. Yeah. When, when Overshone went down, I'm like, this is right. this is a this is a small room, number one. But I mean, this is a light room. If somebody gets hurt, you had two actual mm-hmm. linebackers, right? LVE and Demon Clark. If somebody right. gets hurt, we are in a world of trouble. Yeah. I get wanting to bring right. down Marquise Bell for a little bit, you know, every time and time. But playing him full time linebacker, yeah. game in, game out, it might work against a team. And it, let's see what happens, you know, against the Lions, right? Let, let's see what happens against you know some somebody that's that's willing to run right at his little ass. All damn day. Let's see what happens. No, seriously. Let I me mean, let's right. let's just exactly. see what yeah. happens. We better get that. Yeah, we better get that taken right. care of before the Eagles game. Exactly. Are you right? Because that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to. So that's why I'm 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 definitely intrigued getting 
Evans in here because he's an actual linebacker. Now you got two actual right. linebackers. And if you want to mix it up with Marquise Bell, that's cool. That's 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 awesome. Cool. But but to to play Marquise Bell at linebacker full time or Donovan Wilson full time, and now your linebacker room is two safeties. I'm good to go on that one. Right. Yeah. Oh no. Two safe. You got me, man. You got me. Now. And, uh, shout out to Toxic. Of course, he called and he said what everybody, everybody all around here already knows. But uh, I'm with you, man. Hey, this is what we got. And if we're going to do it, we're going to do it in spite of Jerry. Because believe it or not, we've done it before in spite of Jerry. So yeah. if that's the way it's going to be as long as Jerry's over there, we have to do it in spite of him. So let's work what we got. Get, get, Dan, get Dan Quinn to, to, to be more conventional and get Mike McCarthy to blow a pair, man, and let's see what we can do. I'm going to holler at you, man. All right, bro. Appreciate you, Marcus. <laughs> Somebody said, how many, uh, what? You trolling? Uh, how, Wait, I'm sorry. I got I got distracted by Willie T and this Gallup thing. Uh, how many linebackers are on the roster? Let's let's list the actual linebackers, right? Rashawn Evans now, Malik Jefferson and Damone Clark. Those are your actual linebackers. Malik Jefferson never going to see the field barring injury. He's a special teams dude. They haven't even signed him to the active roster just yet. He's on practice squad. So, and if you want to talk about on the actual 53 and not the practice squad. One, Damone Clark. Damone Clark is the lone actual off-ball linebacker on this team. And not moving Micah there. Let's get that out the way. Marquise Bell is a safety masquerading as a linebacker. And and when I say those things about Marquise, I'm not coming out. Marquise Bell is doing a fantastic job trying to navigate through this situation. Right? Hey, Marquise, a week before the season, you playing linebacker. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, let's make the best of it. And in two games, he's made the best of it. All right? So I'm not, this ain't no dig at Marquise Bell. He's doing what the best he can do, given some ridiculous responsibility. But since, what, like, is, is this a thing where, I'm going to get on Dan Quinn here, but are we out, are we outsmarting ourselves? Cowboys outsmarting themselves, thinking they're ahead of the curve here or something because of how successful the big nickel was in 2021 with J. Ron Curse. You look at these top defenses. How many other defenses are doing that? And when I watch some of these defenses, you see actual linebackers doing linebacker things downhill and sideline to sideline. And, and on a consistent basis, see, we get excited about a splash play here and there, right? Oh my gosh, our linebacker, because we ain't really expecting it because we've been conditioned that our linebackers just don't won't work that way. I'm not saying everybody got to be Dre Greenlaw and, and Fred Warner and Roquan Smith and, and, and you know, uh, Qu- Quentin's little brother, Quincy, and CJ Mosley and Jordan Hicks. You know, I'm, I'm just naming backers here now. I'm not saying they got to be all those guys. But it'd be nice if we got back to actually playing linebackers. That's all I'm saying. Now, now, now again, I don't know if this was uh, trolling here, Mr. T. The Michael Gallup signing was a good thing. I'm imagining like we, we trolling, right? Like we just, we key-keying. Or there's a whole, there's a whole theory, there's a whole 
tinfoil hat thing behind all that. It looks like maybe. Oh, come on, Juan. Come on, Juan. You wild. Uh, let's see. King by the blood. 100% agreed by linebackers. We haven't had good backers since Sean Lee. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Y'all know uh, the Vince McMahon, and I think it came from the, the uh, he had a meme, or it's really a, a sound, from the Andre the Giant documentary. He was like, <laughs> he was special. 2018, I definitely fell for it. I 100%, oh, I thought Jalen and LVE, it was, <laughs> it was special, you know? Jalen had that one his knee work for one good year. LVE was all pro getting picks and flying all over the place, all the tackles. Jalen was knocking dudes' heads off. Oh, I I, I bought it. <laughs> Toxic say. You've been had. You've been cooked. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us spread. Run them up. This is what he does. I was. I was bamboozled, fam. I said, ooh, we might got something here. Let's see what happens in 2019. We're never the same. No, oh, Jay, Jay said David Irving. That's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. Was I alone in that? Was anybody else in 2018 the way LVE all pro? Jalen Smith went across to Europe and got a bionic knee. Oh, well, he probably got it from Mexico because she stopped working after a year. But he went somewhere and got a new knee. And, and it, was I the only one? Well, I was excited, man. I thought we was good at linebacker for the next five years. Well, we was good for five months. Uh, yeah, Tox said, how could you not have been all in? I was about eight of them. I wasn't, about t- I wasn't ten toes just yet because a little skeptical about that knee. I was like, man, was he on something? They might need to test Jalen. He might need to. His swipe wasn't, wasn't quite swiped in 2017, right? First year back. In 2018, Bulbs, his swipe was clean. So I was like, let me see one more year. And then they, you know, oh, Zeke, you don't want to come? You want to be in Cabo? Who wants to get paid? Jalen says, she. (laughs) This this screw of my knee is acting a little funny. Let me go get this bag real quick. And they signed him. I said, oh, well, all right. See how this works out. 2019, that screw started to come loose in 2020. He had to go back to Mexico and get his regular knee, and it was a wrap since then. Did I like Rolando McClain? You damn skippy. Rolando was a beast. He just was, he was off. <laughs> Brother L said, we was dysfunctional with that. I reminisce. Come on, man. Are we cursed at linebacker? No, I wouldn't say curse. No, I wouldn't say. I know, I know, I know it was his foot, CeeLos. I'm just, I'm just having a little fun. Content. Hee hee. Back to this Gallup thing. You ain't serious about the Gallup thing, though, right? Let me scroll back up here. I need me a super producer that could be like in my ear. 
and, and telling me, you know, all the all the chats and what's going on. Cause I we go overtime. Sometimes I go back and I watch this and I catch some of y'all what y'all saying, man. And I'd be like, oh y'all lucky I missed that. Like the dude Ty. Last week it was I didn't know he said this, but he was like, yeah, man, we had Matthew Stafford. This offense will be killing. And I'm like, what? Are you been watching, Matt? And I like Matthew Stafford. I'm not saying he's a terrible quarterback or nothing like that, but that's the quarterback? Who's the other gentleman that was like, Brock Purdy will be beasting this off? Boy, you cursed Brock Purdy, sir. <laughs> you cursed Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy been, a, what, what my man say, Joe Budden? A two-pack of ass. since you said that. Oh, brother, oh, well, look, me, 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 and, me and Vach are already plotting on, on that situation. But I mean, like, somebody in my ear as I'm going. Oh, uh, so, 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 INC says something crazy. It is what it is, man. Yeah, Jay Lombardi, my man, my man was captain for Matt Stafford. But but we gotta understand, he's he's one of the dudes that doesn't like Dak. It's, we have this thing now with me and Mel. Maybe we should bring it to the public. Anybody but Dak. That's that's the new thing. And there, there are certain fans who they don't give a damn who you roll out there. Anybody but Dak. And and yeah, he brought up Matt Stafford. And he was like, yeah, Matt Matt Stafford would have this offense humming and he and hawing and all this and all that. Matt Stafford proceeds to go out there and, and throw in a couple ugly interceptions, and he's like third in the league in total picks and turnovers and all that. He, Matt Stafford, you know, uh, not playing too great this year. But to bring it all back to Cowboys-Rams, the Cowboys do play Matt Stafford and those boys. And um, we know he can make some plays. We know he has the arm talent. But I like our chances this week. Yeah, he's he probably going to make a couple plays. He's probably going to throw a touchdown or two on you. Uh, but but he'll give you a couple opportunities. He ain't going to move outside that pocket very much. That offensive line ain't very good. So if you can get some pressure on him and hold up on the back end, I think the Cowboys can walk away on that side of the ball. I keep skipping over Willie T in this damn question, so I'm going to just read what he said to Toxic. He said, it's not like Gallup set the market on his contract. It was ch- It was a cheap deal when the receivers were getting 25 mil. Oh, so you for real? I want to read one more. Make sure I ain't reading you out of context here. Oh, yeah, that's the same boy that said Dak can't throw to the left side. And the very next week, he proceeds to go 14 to 14 to the left side. I got to stop entertaining these type of people. Uh, you for real about Michael Gallup being an actual, being a good, a, a good deal? Sometimes I can be mad. I ain't a messy person, but I would really love to, to, to have you call in here and, and, and get an understanding of what you mean. In what world? In what world is that contract a good deal? Coming off an ACL, a guy who's never really been uber athletic to begin with. Not a great route runner. I don't even create a bunch of separation. In what world is that a great, is that a good deal? I'm going to wait for him to respond here. Especially when you could have brought back, see, I'm not even going to do the Cooper, right? I'm going to be fair. I'm not even going to talk about Amari because that's just dumb. I don't care what y'all say. There's people out there, oh, 
Amari Cooper's deal looks like nothing at this moment, but whatever. I'll give you Coop. How you watch said do his thing, knowing how versatile he is inside, outside, special team. Can even throw the rock. And elect to take Gallup over him. Okay, so Willie T said if they didn't bring him back so early, he could have healed better. I'll leave it at that. All right. Okay, uh, I did open up the supers because some people were having Sky Super. All right, I I opened up for you. Appreciate appreciate you, uh, DB. Uh, he dropped actually a couple. Oh yeah, DB dropped ten or dropped twenty. Thank you, sir. Super chat. He said, great show and phone interview. Uh, happy birthday, Sky. Thank you. Every week, man, make sure y'all tune in to the scientific method. Me and Pat chop it up. And what I try to do, if you guys don't you know, notice by now, is I, I, I try to somehow, some way, dig into some stuff that we just won't know. Maybe Pat can come up with. Maybe he can give us a little insight because he is inside the star. Uh, and I think the Blasco one was, was a good one today. Super chat. Lemetra dropped. Two, she said, we need Sertain and King Henry now. Well, let me tell you a way to get them. Go fire up that PlayStation or that Xbox. Go pop in that Madden and you can have them both, Lemetra. But she ain't getting both of them. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, Henry will be easier, though. Henry will be easier. I was looking up. Shouts out to, again, our... our, our parent program over there at A to Z Sports Nashville they uh, dropped an article on what it would cost you to get Derrick Henry from a financial standpoint and he's in the final year of his contract it costs you about 6 mil roughly to acquire him for the rest of the season and then his contract's done so I think it'd be easier to get him I don't think it's going to cost you no first, second, hell it might even cost you no third round pick at this point Uh, it might look closer to what the Eagles did in my opinion but He's easier. Pastor Tant, different story. He's going to cost you something. going to cost you something. So, said was Kellen's boy. When did he have a thousand-yard season? Well, that's silly to say he's Kellen's boy. I mean, why would you say he's Kellen's boy? That's, that's weird because the success, Michael Gallup had success with Kellen Moore. So is Gallup Kellen Moore's boy? When did he have a thousand yard season? You don't need to have a thousand yard season to look look at what the film is showing you that the dude has some skill set and chemistry with your quarterback. That's like saying, you know what? We're not going to move on from Greg Jennings because Jordy Nelson hasn't had a thousand yard season yet. I'm sitting here watching Jordy Nelson at practice and in the game step up and do his thing, knowing that if I give him more opportunities, he'll obviously put up a thousand yard season. That's lazy analysis. Thousand yard season. You get thousand yard seasons when you get the volume to be a thousand yard wide receiver. When said Wilson had to step up after Michael Gallup went down, he went on to have a 600 yard season, six tutties and was very clutch for you and had an obvious chemistry with your quarterback. I can give a damn if he had a thousand yard seasons or not. So I, you know, I think that's a bit a bit lazy analysis right there. And saying that he's Kellen's boy, I don't. Where do we get his Kellen? Then what is 
What is Gallup? Michael Gallup's thousand yard season was under Kellen Moore. I'm just talking about their their actual ability on the field and how it relates to your offense. I said was valuable. He was a versatile dude. Michael Gallup, we all knew Michael Gallup. It was one or two trick pony in the sense of what he can do. The thought, though, was, okay, Michael Gallup is your wide receiver three now. Attention taken away from him. Maybe we can get Michael Gallup back going consistently. Clearly, that hasn't been the case. You know? So, again, I'm not saying we got to get rid of Michael Gallup. That's not going to happen at this moment. I'm saying we need to see Jalen Tobert a little bit more. Uh, he's just saying the same things we were saying before. All right, let me see. You wanted a cheaper deal, you got cheaper results. Huh? <laughs> hey, Jay, chill out. <laughs> chill out, chill out, chill out. Lamitra said our red zone issues are over with Henry. Yeah, hey, that's not getting twisted, right? Like, look, if they went out and got Derrick Henry, oh, that'd be fun. Just make sure you use him correctly. But I will say this, red zone-wise, uh, we didn't even get in the red zone against the 49ers. But against the Chargers, I wish they would have let Dak throw the rock at the end of the half. I feel like we could have converted down there. Um, but they were not bad in the Chargers game in the red zone, if you think about it. For whatever reason, they decided to do the stupid tush-push thing, and it didn't execute it. So it wasn't like there was some regular play they ran, and it didn't work out. So, boom, there goes one of your red zone opportunities. And that was right inside of red zone. So deep, deep red zone is what we consider it. Uh, the other two, they scored touchdowns in the red zone, and then they kicked the field goal they elected to. So I'm actually hoping we are building momentum from what we saw in the Chargers game. I just feel like the red zone situation is about the utilization, not necessarily. When I say utilization, let's just call it play calling. Let's just say it what it is, man. And, and then there's certain times, though, where you got to go for the ball, CeeDee Lamb, hit uh, Jake Ferguson in the back of the end zone, Dak, uh, catch the rock, Hender shot. Like, there's obviously execution aspect of it too, but I think we can all agree the way we were doing things in the red zone prior to that Chargers game was ugly. We got down there in the Chargers, though, and I thought we started Dak using his legs. Uh, the goal line situation, I, I thought that was a fantastic call. Great pickup by Tony Pollard, and you really had three options. You had Jake Ferguson, who had a delay release, he was open. CeeDee Lamb. He got open in the back on a crosser, and then obviously he hit Brandon Cook. So let's build on that. Let's build on that. Yeah, we were two for four. And, I, and again, it's just a weird two for four, which technically is an improvement. But we were two for four against the Chargers because they elected to kick the field goal like some idiots instead of trying to go for the touchdown down there. And if you don't, then you kick the field goal. But I, they didn't give him the opportunity. That was frustrating. All right, man. Good, good talk on the way out. Got a chance to switch it up a little bit. Before you do dip, though, if you enjoyed the show, if you enjoyed the banter, the back and forth, whether it be with the chat, with the phone calls, uh, or the scientific method with Pat Nosey Walker, DallasCowboys.com, hit that like button on the way out. Hopefully, you guys return. I know a lot of you will be, but if you're new here and you see what's happening, you're like, I'm not sure yet. I ain't going to hit the sub button yet. That's cool. The bomb squad would tell you. Keep it a bean over here. We have a good time. It's football. We don't really get into the the other stuff here. And I try to start off your Cowboys morning the right way. Because after that, full slate of Cowboys content, news, whatever you want, 
around this, right? You got laws, you got, uh, we got Vossen Boy Live, we got um, the Trap House. Sometimes you'll see, Rome usually drops a video later on. Obviously, A to Z Sports, prime time with Mo. Law Nations in the middle, like, we, psh, man, this thing's a full slate. One day we're going to get a network. You just pay attention, man. One day. One day. Uh, yeah, go Rangers. Is the game tonight? I, I I don't know. I haven't followed it. I know they're in the World Series. But when is game one? So I can make sure that I'm at least up to snuff on this whole thing. When is game one of the Fall Classic? Somebody let me know. Anybody know? Where are my baseball fans at? Friday. So tomorrow. All right, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Game one's tomorrow. Indeed. I won't be here tomorrow. Let me let y'all know that. I won't be here tomorrow. Uh, likely, I will be dropping a uh, video, though. Uh, I think we're going to do the hot take uh, for tomorrow. It might even just be a short, to be honest with you. But just stay tuned for that. Also, before I get up out of here, man, uh, got to tell you guys about the A to Z Sports merch. That's the sale that's happening over there on A to Z Sports.com. 40% off. If you want to go, cop a A to Z Sports dollar shirt, trucker hat, uh, fleece, hoodie, whatever. 40% off, man. They wanted, me, they wanted me to let you guys know. With that said, I need to get my own merch. I, I need to get so many sayings we have here, so many fun things we do here. I would love to get that on a, on a shirt, on a hoodie. I'm a hoodie guy. On, on a graphic tee, long sleeve, whatever. I, I need to do that. But again... I'm one man, 17 different things I'm doing. Eventually, though, we'll get all that going. But nonetheless, A to Z Sports, Dallas, <clears throat> excuse me, A to Z Sports.com, actually. If you go to Dallas.com, it's fine, too. Uh, go to the merch section, 40% off. Make sure you check that out. I know Willie T. Willie T said, we're the Sky merch. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I got to figure that out, man. I, I just got to get it started, right? It's, it's just, just one shirt, and then we can we can go from there. Something you, you guys would. That's the thing about merch. One more thing before I leave here. I don't want it to be a shirt that says Skywalker. I don't want y'all running, walking around with a shirt that says Skywalker. I want it to be one of the things we say that, you know, somebody say, what does that mean? You can actually, you can relate it to your life. You can relate it to your sports team, whatever. I want a saying or something that means something when you walk around. I don't walk around with no shirt of me on it. You know, my name or something like that. Nah, it need to be a little, a little humor because that's what we do here. We have a good time and, and, and an actual meaning to it. So I'm going to think about that. Paul said, don't push the button. He don't want me to go. Also, thank you once again for the birthday love. I really, really appreciate that. I saw on Super Chat. Thank you. Or um, not Super Chat. Super Chats too. Thank you for the Super Chat love. Um, but I saw Brother L drop a cash app. Thank you. Anybody that drops a cash app or, or a PayPal, um, trust and believe me, I will see it. I will reach back out to you guys. I will. I will thank you. For that as well. Sorry, Paul, but I gotta press the button. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Gotta do it. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna ask her, Brother L, if she knows what that is. That's true, Willie T. They don't make enough of the, the big fella. You're right. Keep that in mind, too. We out of here. Love y'all. Have a good, blessed, fun weekend. And as Brother L would say, drink some water.
Take care of your mentals. We out of here.